We are off again to the races. Dirk and I had such a good time making the first episode of Steve Ends that Dirk is back in this second episode talking about a whole bunch of Twitch stuff and also Dirk's got a bit of insight into the perfect job interview at the end of this episode. Took us a little bit of time to hit our stride, but in the meantime, enjoy this high quality intro that I made. I keep drinking this whiskey without watering it down. <laughs> and it's... Isn't that the intent sometimes? Uh, look, normally I can take this, but today has been a, a day where I didn't eat much and I worked out quite a bit. Why aren't you eating? Why am I eating? Uh, why why I, I, aren't you eating? I, I, why I didn't did, you eat? Why aren't you eating? Well, sorry, I, I did eat a bit. I, I didn't eat much. <laughs> so that my intermittent like, fasting is, is whimsical as shit. That sounded like you taking a piss, but I promise to people is you pouring a whiskey <laughs> into, into a glass. <laughs> Mate, episode two. Mighty yellow. Episode two of Steve Ends, featuring Dirk. Dirk, welcome Already. back. Oh, yeah, cheers. cheers. It's, uh, it's it's like I've never left. <laughs> is it a, is it a pleasure, or are you just saying that to please me? Or well, you haven't said it yet? I've just said uh, it. Uh, look, uh, look, uh, I feel uh, I feel put on the spot right now. Let's uh, talk about Cyberpunk. How, how about that game? Have you played it at all, or what? No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's for me. But I do get Why a little. Not? I do let. Well, I, I I don't know if I can handle a video game that's of that. It's too big for me. It's too big for my little brain. There's plenty of games out there like that that I'm sure are fantastic. But my brain is too small. My attention span is too short. I don't. I don't know. Like I I game, but not enough. I don't have the time. Like I don't have the time for that so kind of commitment. But basically, you're saying it's not esports enough for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just want to jump in, <laughs> dominate, tear it up. No, you don't yeah, have the skills. There's no to noobs that. to own there. Yeah, there's just well, bugs that you can run into. So. I do get a little kick out of um, seeing a video game come out that's in really nasty shape, though. <laughs> it's actually. You all, no, yeah, yeah, the No this, Man's Sky thing. Like, oh, oh, that's happened a few times. Since over the years that we've known each other, actually, that's happened a few times. Because obviously, yeah. uh, when we first met, I was, I was deep into a video game called H1Z1, which was in a very. <laughs> early state of development and reached and reached quite a bit of popularity i uh, this is actually a bit of deja vu because i remember i used to do a podcast um uh, at press start uh with so- zero suit sonya called oh, headshot and we and i used to that that was at my time of playing heaps of h1z1 and streaming a lot and i used to um bang on about how you'd run around that game and cp with no heads and whatnot and i feel like there's a little is there a little bit of that going on in cyberpunk at the moment uh <laughs> pretty much well you, you've seen some of the, the the tweets and the bugs that are in there man it's uh, all you need to do is funny. just be following a little bit of a little bit of video game action online and you'll just be recommended non-stop non-stop cyberpunk uh 2077 highlights of just ridiculous glitches in the game <laughs> <laughs> and, and every single one is more excellent than the one before it like i love that but it's 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 the same as again like it's the same as twitch right <laughs> like there's there's so much struggling in in like it's it's growing pains i reckon it's just growing pains like it's a company that tries to do too much and gets to a point where it's toppling over and they don't know how to handle it properly like, i'm i'm fascinated by the process of the studios who make video games because that that I don't like. I don't know too much, but that seems like one. that's obviously been in, in development for a long, long time, right? And I don't know much about the process, but I have had the pleasure 
on two occasions to go to Amazon Game Studios. They were the lovely team and they had me out to Seattle uh, two consecutive years to, to test a game that they were working on. And that was kind of a little bit of an insight into these amazing studio facilities and this amazing team that's passionate about a project. And for a while there, I was like, God, maybe I could, I'd be interested in a massive career change and that could be a path I could go down just because it seemed so creative and organic and like such good positivity and teamwork working towards this like common goal of like this fun game. They just yeah, I'd, seems I'd like the most amazing how thing. How did they find you initially anyway? Because obviously you're you're a big live streamer, but you're a big live streamer from down under. Which... From down under, no, well, not these days. Back in the day, but it, it, I think in 2016, I was in uh, San Diego for TwitchCon, and they were launching Amazon Game Studios and doing like an event where they were like announcing um, these new games that they're working on when the, the studio was new, and I just and one of them appealed to me and i approached some of the devs afterwards for a quick chat and mentioned that i was really interested in, interested in their game and just kept in touch with them and they were lovely and ended up being really good friends of mine they'd have me over there and they'd take us out and show us their game and they're just wonderful wonderful people that's amazing yeah it's 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 cool how uh, a little hobby turns into something that big where you get like inspiration for your career perhaps or whatever it is like i know i know or, uh, to well, influence the structure of a game because I, I don't know how influential you guys got to be in the creation of the of the game itself but um i mean i i was probably less influential than some of the others because uh, i was in australia so i was only able to go over a couple of times but they yeah. definitely took a lot of influence from the community um but like I, like you shouldn't be taking much influence from me anyway i'm not like a fancy gamer i just had a little moment where where my stream was doing all right but like I wasn't. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought you were top esports, but uh, look. No, no, no I just talk way. some shit. I just talk some shit about that. But like, <laughs> I didn't have like wild. I didn't have wild Twitch TV success. But I just had like a little pocket of a moment before I was riding a wave of being one of the few Australians before there were many Australians. But it's, uh, nothing more than that, really. But the yeah, gra- amongst that time, great opportunities though. It's it's kind of blown up since uh, decent internet has become uh, readily available to uh, more yes. and more Australians. Well, you say decent internet in Australia, but it's like you like kind of usable internet that they're all getting by with. But yeah, I mean, uh, well, it went from being like utter 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 shite. <laughs> we don't want to, to turn. To... We don't want to turn this podcast into banging on about the NBN, do we? <laughs> no, we don't. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's enough complaints. So, like, so you, you, you would or you wouldn't go into uh, video games as a career? Like, well, I don't have any skills in it, but like, if you're going to start from scratch as like a career change, I'm sure it'd be an interesting way to go. I mean, don't you think... Oh, you could wedge it. You, you could kind of like loop in there by, by uh, taking from... your experience as a content creator and marketing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, I don't really know what the landscape's like, like what kind of jobs there are. But I mean, right now I'm doing this with you. But I feel like there's, like, besides Cyberpunk, whenever you open Twitter, there's anyone in the in the Twitch TV landscapes complaining about something at the moment. Well, at the moment, it's the <laughs> is the, the moment it's the oh, everyone DMCA claims, right? Yeah, DMCA, but also the moderation and the new TOS because uh, everything's TOS yeah. these days. Everything's terms of service because yeah, apparently Twitch is uh, struggling a little bit with. Um, yeah, how they should be uh, moderating their 
And I, I guess can't... all the live streamer that they have, all the content that they provide, because they want to, I reckon it's just because they want to make it big as well, right? They want to get to ESPN levels or something. And, and that, that would happen, I would have thought. I can't comment on too much of this stuff because I've been, like, I, at times I find myself kind of absent from, like, the gaming space these days. But I do read a lot about people yeah. complaining about um, DMCA claims against their account. And I, all I see is people complaining about it when it's just always been the law and yeah. like I'll kind of I'll kind of throw myself in the fire here and say that like throughout the times I've done live streams I always a lot of the time play music that I don't own the rights to and I I admit to it and but I know the law from from being a student of media yeah. and when the time comes when my ship goes down I'll shake hands with them and I'll say thanks very much and see you later because I, I knew the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe we should do this uh, podcast on the other channel just so that when your channel <laughs> yeah. gets taken out, <laughs> we oh, can continue man. the podcast. But it's, it's like that. And uh, uh, again, like uh, over drinks, we've had this discussion before, mm. but uh, it, it is like that. Like we, we've worked in this industry for long enough to know that every single bit of content. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say do it again. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, but every single bit of content we're doing is borrowed. Like this is the only original stuff we're doing. This podcast right here, this is actually it. Like this. That's should... right. This is original, actually. It's probably the, the only original thing that's <laughs> happened on the internet in a while. <laughs> Just saying. Sorry, I should I should cover Beastie Boys because displaying art that's not. Oh shit, Bojack over there, and, and there's the poster of Drive there. Yeah, anyway, yeah, like, yeah. But I'm kidding about that right now. But obviously, like it's actually <laughs> art that's borrowed, and if you put that on your stream. Uh... I mean, there's, I suppose, I mean, it's hard. Why do you draw the line with that, obviously? But Well, I, it, I don't know. I, I say it's hard because it's just something everyone wants. But at the same time, like, it's someone's, it's someone's intellectual property. It's always been the law. It's like the same that you wouldn't, you would never, you would never just sign up to Netflix and just broadcast Fight Club on your Twitch channel, would you? <laughs> you, you, wasn't there a while where, where people did that? I know yeah. it was a different. It was the rabbit or something. Rabbit. Oh IT. yeah, well that's like a screen sharing service. The rabbit. Yeah, that's yeah. Like a, on Twitch, yeah. no. Would they do that? On no, they wouldn't broadcast that though. No, no, of course not. No, rabbit. I think rabbit. I don't know if that's still a site. Actually, it probably is. It's like a virtual computer that a bunch I think of people it got can taken screen share. By someone else purchased. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that, it's not, yeah, I suppose it's kind of a redundant service now, isn't it? Because people can just screen share through like a Discord or something. Pretty much. So that's kind of still possible. But, but um, yeah, totally. Oh, I mean, I, like I know of a friend told me that he watched an AFL game on Discord because he knew someone <laughs> who had a KO account. Uh, a friend of mine told yeah. me that. So technically I could do that with NBA, right? Like I've got a league pass account so I can show anyone any NBA game they want. But going circling back to the... Um, uh, the, the thing that we were talking about with uh, Twitch, like mm -hmm. every so every single song that we play, but it's not just the songs, like even the video games that you're playing. Yeah. Technically, and Nintendo is very big in this. Nintendo is very copyright protective and yes. they've been uh, canceling entire tournaments because mm -hmm. yeah. they saw a tournament being hosted that was using a plugin for a game that, uh, so uh, Smash Brothers, yes. I think one of the Smash Brothers is not be, you, you can't play it online. Yes, because uh, it's a it's a GameCube game or whatever. So they made a mod for it, so that with a ROM hack or whatever, you you can actually play it online, and yes. it's great because now 
COVID and stuff. Like people can play from anywhere they want. And it's like crea- quite a creative thing to do. It's super creative. Plus, mm. it's promoting your mm. game. But Nintendo went like, "Oh no, that's illegal." So we're gonna take down by DMCA. Uh, yeah. Blah, blah, See blah. that I, that I don't agree with, and I'll tell you why. So I understand that there are that game companies could do the same thing, right? They could yeah. say you can't stream our game because we want people to purchase it. But uh, the, mm-hmm. the difference is when you if you were to broadcast some content from Netflix or in, in the popular case lately, you're going to broadcast your Spotify and play copyright music. People, some people would be like, nah, they, it shouldn't be a problem because it's, you're marketing their thing. Well, it's not marketing is consumption is consumption because you're consuming mm. the content itself. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't, ne- but with a game though, it's not consumption because you're not getting to play it. You're witnessing someone else, but it's a little bit different. Right. But if I, but if but I, it, it is, yeah. And and they think like a lot of game companies like Nintendo think. Sorry, I shouldn't say a lot because there's not that many anymore these days. But uh, when when I'm playing a single player game on my own and people are watching it, mm. those people might not buy it anymore because they've already had the entire experience. Yes, and that's yeah. how some old school companies like Nintendo think. Yeah, <laughs> and that and... kind of sucks. And then there's also the fact that if they don't protect their copyright, they actually mm. lose their copyright. Yes, it would is a. Uh, like you could you could say it's an outdated uh, outdated system, isn't it? <laughs> you could definitely say that. Yeah, You're right too. <laughs> but I suppose it's I don't know. Like the a lot of people complaining now, but it has always been the law. It's just the platform has risen to a point of popularity where now they're only just starting to take notice. But it's always been the law, hasn't it? And I, I kind of hate our stance to this because we're like, yeah, no, this is this is normal. This is how. Oh it no! Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless uh, because we know it, but. This is where we're old men. Like we need the new people. <laughs> we I know. need all the young guys, <laughs> the young guys, the gals, to to stand up and go like, oh, we can't have this. Everything needs to change because it really does, man. Like it's such an archaic system, and and the only people profiting from it, they're wearing ties and suits and expensive shit. We should. We're not the people that people let the young people on twitch tv should be listening to no one should be listening we're, we're out of the no. demographic <laughs> we're very far out of the demographic <laughs> but, uh, but well, as the uh, as the platform moves on though and it gains more and more popularity the ones who are the most popular who are like ogs on the platform are, are getting a few years on and then they're it's like this for the first time it's like a second generation of popular popular personalities on the platform right yeah it's it's Again, I'm super interested by any way communities grow and or mm. new communities get created. So it's it's really fun to see these streamers pop up, get yeah. big because of one event. Like they'll have one stupid thing that ends up on Reddit somewhere, and suddenly this is a big streamer because mm. oh my god, look at this content! Yeah, <laughs> content, content, content. Yeah, I, people can just explode instantly and have it's not even 15 minutes of fame; it's five seconds now, isn't it? Yeah, it but, is, but and some of them leverage it properly. So, but I'm mostly, I like, I find most fascinating is not Twitch itself. I mean, we, you and I talk a lot about Twitch because that's where we met, and that's in the 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 basis, the original basis for this podcast. But sure. the the communities that spawn off that, like like I said in the last episode, I remember we talked about how like larger social media platforms are kind of becoming less popular and closed communities are kind of becoming more popular. So people use, we use a platform and then like a larger platform like Twitch 
and then it will spawn off into like a closed community, like a dis- like Discord. We can't a- avoid talking about Discord, which is like a, a spin-off of Slack, but has a lot of functionality now. And communities yeah. like that are kind of where social media is. And then that's when people really get to know each other instead of just liking posts. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh... I don't know. Initially, I wanted to call it fringe community, uh, fringe. uh, I don't know. It's not fringe. It's becoming the core of it. Like Mm. Discord has gotten to the point where it's so big that, uh, you know, everyone's on at least like 20 Discord servers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't even keep up with it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and, and, yeah, that's where where things go. But I also feel like everyone knows each other's... um, uh, Instagram and each other's Twitter and each other's everything, TikTok. Uh, I don't know. Like we're we're so intraconnected. Like the first thing I do when I find a when I when I have a chat with someone in uh, even on Twitch mm. is I go to their profile and I look up to see if they're on Instagram and on Twitter and on like whatever else and I join those or I follow them there if if if, if they're interesting, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they got something decent to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but like uh, everything is so like. It's um it's interweave interwoven interweave interwoven yeah yeah interweave what <laughs> sorry I'm Dutch I got no clue but like uh, ten years ago if you were to like meet someone in a chat room and then go and find their other profiles and check them out that would have been super fucking weird ten years ago but now but it's I don't find it weird these days if you do that yep. if you meet someone off Twitch and you're going to engage with them further like that's and that's what you've done obviously and that's not really weird hey, do the old stocky stock yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well Dirk I feel like before we finish this episode we should tick off one thing from our list because we we have like lists and we never oh. even engage with it and then we can just have a then we can just have a drink together after but the one I want to pick is um you've written juggling streaming and life what is that <sighs> What's that? Well, note? I want to ask. I want to ask you how to fucking do that, man. Because like, oh, man. So obviously, I don't. I don't stream. Yeah. <laughs> I stream twice a year. I. I. I couldn't. Like, what I, stops I just, you from? I, what I'm, stops you as being a consumer of like live streams? What stops you from just jumping on once in a while? You got the personality to. I don't know if it was this. Uh, this podcast the last one you mentioned something about getting fat <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> that's not gonna so stop you jumping that's... on once in a while though just don't do it full time don't don't quit your I, fancy I job deck <laughs> <laughs> no but i feel like um I, I i'm almost it might be me that i'm just an all or nothing kind of guy like i i need to do this right and for twitch mm. It feels like if you want to be a good live streamer, you also need to be a community person. I, I could be wrong about this, but it, totally. it always felt like that to me. Totally. And that community person, I can be that, but I can't also be a live. I don't know. I just like it takes up too much time and effort and uh, the whole anxiety before it and blah blah blah. But for the bro- for the broadcasters, yeah, for the Twitch streamers who do it full time these days. Well, like uh, I suppose the whole time, the ones who do it full time and it's their living, the the job is really only half being live, and then it's all those community aspects that surround it as well. Because you're managing, yeah. a, you're fostering and managing a community. I've always said that being a Twitch streamer is not it's not about gaming. It's about being the host of a chat room, basically, to for a, commu- yeah. a bunch of people to what get to know each other and 
interact with each other and just want to be in the chat room. Yeah, it's being that core that connects everyone together, right? That's right. Yeah, he's a host. Yeah, and that, that's like, but that also means, uh, generally it means that you also need to do, uh, well, I, I suppose you don't really need to do YouTube anymore. YouTube is kind of becoming irrelevant really quickly. <laughs> it almost feels yeah. like. Uh, but 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 it's more than just, uh, again, again, like I said, I, I feel like you need to be live as often as you can, but you also need to make your appearances elsewhere, say hi to everyone and be part of some discords. And I, I don't know if you have like a stream team and stuff. Well, obviously you do. Like, doesn't that, all of that take up too much time? Or are you currently at the point where you're just like, look, man, I've got my full-time job. I'm just going live whenever the fuck I feel Oh, like that's, that's me, though. But I'm talking about people who do it like full-time or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I so did the full-time ones are still doing I, the grind? I only, I only know this because like four years ago or whatever I did it. Yeah. A couple of years ago I did it. Um, but I assume, and that that's still the case, is you re there's a lot of time to be put in outside of actually being live. It's probably a massive misconception. Yeah, that's fair enough. Because there's also talking to your sponsors and emails, it's shitloads, shitloads. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like it, like any other got... job, I guess. But that's the part that I have no view of whatsoever. I can't even imagine that as a streamer. I like, today was my first day of holidays from my uh, from my job, and I still got a few emails, and I didn't have to read them, but I was sucked in because I was still in the routine. The your first Monday when you wake up when you go on like Christmas break from any job, I feel uh, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel naughty. It takes a while to like adjust to not having to get up super early, and I felt I felt really bad. I was like, should be able to be checking my email? No, because I I'm on leave, <laughs> and you get a certain amount of leave, and you get it's designated. And I didn't, and I, yeah, it's really naughty feeling. I felt like a bad boy. Going back to being old as fuck, uh, mm. I've got five years on you when it comes to um, experience in this industry. Okay, I Dad. feel like that five years is like being five years ahead in uh, separating work-life balance. Uh, so you're better at it. <laughs> I, I it's really, a skill, is it? It's a skill. It's a skill, but also I looked for a company that allows that. Yes. At some point, we hired a new guy, right? And mm -hmm. the new guy is like all excited and stuff, and he wants to prove himself. So we worked through the weekend, and on Monday, we told him, dude, you're not working today, and not tomorrow either. Yes. <laughs> we, do yes. Not, we do not want to see you do a single shit. Like, it's cold. You need to commit that to a database. And we're yeah. like, if we see one commit. <laughs> so do you, manage, do, you manage, do you manage other people? You manage a team, or you manage some other people? Uh, uh sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you we're, look we're for part, we're all part of the same team so what this kid for? this kid's obviously decided that he wants to make a really good impression and he's excited about the business so he's yeah. working through the weekend what wasn't really aware that it wasn't what you were looking for what what in what way can he make a good impression otherwise just by doing genuine uh, he good made work. a great impression mm. you made a uh look it just it's wasn't very what simple. you did in what we do, because our work is very um, specialized in a way. Yeah. If people are passionate about passionate about what they do, and they have the intelligence to pick up quickly, uh, to quickly pick up new skills. Yeah. I don't give I don't give a crap what you've done in the past. Like, yeah. Uh, because coding is very particular. Like you need to write that language and uh, use that framework and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. But if you've used like twenty other frameworks and you pick them up like that. I don't care. You're going to be fine with the framework that we throw at you. So if, if someone, uh, so our interviews are very, very much like we are talking right now. Right? Yes. Yes. Like, very direct. Very direct, but also, uh, I have this, uh, I have this thing I do during job interviews, regardless of whether I'm being interviewed or whether I'm interviewing other people, I work towards the word fuck. 
<laughs> I, at some point, I want to say the word fuck. And I, sometimes I'll do it without saying it. So I'll be like, oh, man, we, we, have, we have this one client. Uh, but to <laughs> and, the interviewee. Yeah, yeah. And as soon as you say that, they'll be like, oh, oh, huh? <laughs> and it becomes uh, a normal conversation. Yeah, so and, that, and that's lose... the icebreaker. It's it, and, and the word fuck is fucking beautiful for that. But uh, again, like uh, that's the point where it becomes a normal conversation and you can tell whether someone's actually passionate about something or not. And, and you can start having a discussion about how we do our jobs and what's good about it. And again, like this is because what we do is very particular and very specialized and stuff mm, yes so i'm sure that if you're flipping burgers that <laughs> it's different like yes that they just care about whether you show up or not and the work ethic and but yeah if you're asking me what we look for fuck your man's passion well there's a massive oh. there's a massive difference between jobs that have the the right answer is the a certain person's opinion on the creative decision right and there's other jobs where yeah. the right answer is the right answer. Like if you're a scientist, the right answer is the right answer. Or if you're a, a builder, like yeah. the right the right answer is the right answer. But in a creative field, the right answer in a crea- is the creative decision on the senior person. But regardless of which one it is, like if you have a builder, right? Mm. Someone that, that literally lays bricks for a living. If they're passionate about, I don't know, like the patterns they laid in or they know everything about the history behind it or uh, the different techniques that you can use or different types of bricks or how you uh, use different cement. I don't know. I'm not an expert on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this dude talks or or this woman talks to me like that or like whatever. If they go like all passionate about it and they baffle me with their knowledge, like you're hired. Yes. I have a dream for uh, for a, uh, I have a dream for a, a creative business structure that I I haven't I didn't see for a long time and I'm only starting to see recently and that yeah. is where people who are on the tools are empowered to make the decision as well. So I've seen over the years a lot of um, places that I've I've been at visited or worked where um there's layers and layers of senior staff who are basically just there because either their mates got them a job or uh, they're in a hands-off position to like oversee another team which in my opinion is a fucking waste of money when you could have because if you want to be someone so in a creative field so whether you're into what coding video production you're a graphic designer any like anything in this scope um you're basically at the bottom level where you do, you're on the tools and you're the one actually creating the product. And then you have a senior staff member who's like, yep, that's good. Or that's bad. Why, if you're in one of those creative positions, why can't you ever rise to the top without going tools down? Why can't you stay on the tools? If you want to be a tools on uh, like a, a tools person, there's no room to move up. That's, that's, that's coming. Yes. Um, The way, uh, a lot of companies are changing right now as they're going more towards an agile structure. Yes. <laughs> Again, we're getting corporate as shit here. But the <laughs> point is that instead of having all these levels of organization, mm. the guy that I hired or that we hired, see, this is it. Like uh, uh, two of us interviewed him. It was a casual conversation. We hired him. I can't fire him. But the whole point is that we're, we're all the same level. 
Yes. We go into a job, we get re- we get rented out because I work for a digital agency. We build software. Mm. We get rented out to a client as a team, and the five of us come in as five experts in what we do. Yes. So, like, literally, like, we're the same level. If if the the guy that's brand new to the company says, "No, we can't do that because of blah blah blah," then the, the manager goes like, "Oh, okay. What do we do then?" Yes. <laughs> Which is like. Oh, I'm so happy with my new workplace. Sorry, yeah. I can gush about this. No, for, I love to hear. I love to hear that. I love that. But that's 100% it. Like you want to find a place where uh, the levels don't exist. Almost like yes. there's one guy that's hired on everyone, which is the general manager, the guy that owns all the money. You know, like and mm. he makes decisions on hiring, but he does that based on what we tell him. If we tell yes. him, hire oh, that guy, we hire. Like, why can't if you're if you're a designer, why like it feels like there's a lot of places historically that you would work. Maybe that's changing now, but I feel like it's still very current where there's the designers and then there's the managers of them who don't actually design, but they, and then they got their own managers and stuff. So the actual person on the tools is at the bottom when someone might want to have 40 years experience and, but they still want to do design because they love it. Why, why can't, and you could, I feel like you could save yourself shitloads of money and time um, by having someone who you've employed because they're an absolute expert with a lot of experience. Because you trust them. Exactly. Yeah. So why can't you combine those roles and you have the designer who also makes the decision on their own design? Like it just it seems like a no-brainer. Why doesn't that exist more? It's crazy. Well, it's 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 difficult to hire the right people for that because you, you mm. need people that are passionate about what they do. Because if you have someone that if you hire a designer that just does stuff because they feel it's right, it's going to end up being the wrong thing sometimes. Mm. And you need to hire the designer that can actually explain why this works or why this doesn't work. Yes. And, and that's like the, the big trick. Like you need people that are passionate enough to understand what they're doing and why they're doing it that way. Yes. Uh, I got, it's got to exist though. It's got to exist. It exists. And there's certain companies that do that properly and there's companies that don't. And that's why... Uh, if I can give anyone listening to this right now, when you go into a job interview, there's one way to make yourself not nervous at all, and that's but and and come out with a great job, and that's going into an interview thinking, all right, I'm going to there to interview the company and to ask them questions to see if I want to fucking work for that company. And I know that's a privileged a shit way to enter an interview, but even if you just adopt the mindset, you'll get the job more easily. Because yes. you know to ask questions that impress the interviewer. Like if I ask the interviewer, um, so uh, what, what's the how, how, how much how many burgers are you guys flipping every day, and how do you do that, and do you have three people flip, flipping the burgers or just the one? <laughs> does he use two tongs or does he? Like yeah. if you ask all these questions about the job that you're good at then you're going to impress the shit out of them because they'll be like, oh, fuck, oh, we, we, we need to look at the number of people that we have flipping burgers. Because these people want to know. These, yeah. right, right. They want to know well, about us. Because, they wanna know because maybe there's a better way to do it. <laughs> and that's how you impress. You ask the right fucking question. There that's you. an interesting point, actually, for the, the young guns out there going for their next position. <laughs> God, we're all... That's, that's honestly very valuable stuff. I should put this on my LinkedIn page. <laughs> you go and tweet that. <laughs> Oh, Dirk, good on you, mate. What are you drinking? Uh, whiskeys, as always. What kind oh, of whiskey? I'm not pulling out the bottle again. We Last episode, I already gave him a shout-out. So. What kind of whiskey? I've never been a whiskey man, but uh, uh, i got to develop the palate a little bit. 
Oh, we'll work on that together. I'll bring you a good bottle okay, of whiskey yeah. sometime. Excellent. Okay. We'll, we'll fix that. Okay. I'll bring you a nice little six pack of beer and try and develop your, your palate. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, you know everything about me. You're, you're Aussie. You're Aussie as shit. So. <laughs> all right. Cheers, Dirk.